This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. Oh, Quip. Extremely well uh, designed and convenient electric toothbrushes sent right to your home with brush head refills every three months. And you can get $10 off your first brush head refill by going to tryquip.com slash thumbs. Maybe I will. I really, I should actually. We have predicted reaction to prophecy. All powerful stage magician. Inquisitive AI shadow. I think those are our ones. Those are really the ones that have responses to them. Mm Mm-hmm. If we ever did a live episode of Important If True, we would have to just make a Jeopardy board that has all these stupid things on them. So you could make a five by four right. board that would actually Bing be pretty dude. awesome. <laughs> yeah. This video of someone scooping mosquitoes. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh if, if our Alex Trebek was a spade, though, it would be a very good show. <laughs> Welcome to Important If True. <laughs> you mad, you mad, to me, to me, to me. It's September 7th, 2017. And this is Important If True. From Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I am Nick Brecken. I am Jake Rodkin. Welcome to this podcast that we do every single week until the end of time. We missed two weeks in August, so... Time almost ended, it felt like, (laughs) Chris. Yeah, you're not wrong. (laughs) If it ever feels like time is about to end, we'll, we'll stop doing this podcast or put it on hold for a week until time resumes. That That seems prudent. That's a dangerous claim to make these days. Oh, okay. We'll always do this podcast forever. No matter what else happens on Earth or the rest of existence. I don't like all these claims you're making. (laughs) You you also, Mr. Like, I don't want to live forever. Like, (laughs) I'm afraid of the infinite. Don't Chris, I will easily be replaced by Mm. any number of AI servants or masters (laughs) or duplicates or whatever well before I die. And you won't even know that it happened. Well, this is no less disconcerting. I mean, like, still, I'm not yeah, happy I with this situation. I, really... I will be replaced. And you won't know. <laughs> when you least expect it. I don't know anything that's happening right now. No, I don't either. What is this podcast? I don't know. <laughs> I, that's something I ask myself every week. Yeah, well. That's how you know he's real, Jake. Once we if he fi- was an AI, Jake, he would well, know what this yeah, podcast exactly. well, is. As soon as, we, as soon as we figure out what this podcast actually is, uh, your algorithms will be perfected. And yeah. your, the uh, replacement, Jake, yeah. Pattern defined. <laughs> <laughs> Send questions to me, to me, to me. <laughs> At idlethumbs.net. Ugh. I don't think we accepted questions in that inbox. So what should we talk about here on this podcast called Important If True, a podcast on the internet? You tell me. Um, speaking of replacing people with things, you want to talk about KFC's new virtual reality-based uh, employee training program? Sure. Okay. I, uh, I only just... You just showed me some of the video of this. And it was not what I expected. Yeah, it to the be. the internet sort of blew up about this this week. We're recording this episode a little bit in advance. Um, the internet blew up about it. I'm sure because KFC wanted them to. Like they had a huge, huge tech journalist press unveiling for this. KFC has uh, produced a thing that they call the the hard way, which is uh, a virtual reality based training exercise for their employees, where you put on. Uh, an Oculus Rift or a Vive or something, um, you know, a VR headset, 
and then you're basically transported into the movie Saw mixed with like the Bioshock video games where a sort of scratchy Colonel Sanders voice jovially berates you and tells you that he has locked you in this room until you learn the official four-step method for creating KFC fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of terrifying for the reasons that they want it to be terrifying, and it's also just like unsettling for the rest of the reasons. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. it's already a weird sort of simulated but joke torture right. room. It's supposed yeah. to be a totally over the top, you know, like welcome employee number blah blah blah. Yeah, like you're yeah. You, welcome to hell. Like well, yeah, yeah, but, welcome yeah. to Colonel's yeah. hell. But also there's like wacky Colonel Sanders yeah. uh, dolls that yeah, spin he, around and goofy yeah. sound effects, and like he, and he makes has jokes, folksy exclamations when yeah. you read the chicken. Uh, but also it makes jokes about how crappy robots can't replace your job, and then inside yeah. of it, literally animated cartoon <laughs> robot hands come down and do the perfect version of every step to show you how to do it. Yeah. So you're inside of a VR headset. Uh, watching a robot show you how to do a job that you then have to do in virtual reality, and then ostensibly you would take the headset Being off. Being trained by a computer man. Yes. Then I guess you would take all of this stuff off and replace your two Vive touch controllers and headset with like an apron and gloves and make actual chicken over a deep fryer. Yeah. Uh, the press events for this KFC said... This allows us to train an employee in 12 minutes instead of the usual 22 minutes. They also said, we don't really know <laughs> if this is going to be used or anything. Yeah. Like, so yeah, those two things don't really go together. No. Do they? Yeah. I mean, it, it's... I find my... I was very dubious of... I. Of, <laughs> Well, because it's probably of the, how they show a robot <laughs> doing it. The building and building the robots that can do it is probably more expensive than putting a teen inside of well, I mean, you inside of an Oculus Rift. But that's also probably more expensive than literally just taking the first twenty minutes of their first shift and saying, "Oh, here's how you make the chicken," which I think <laughs> yeah. is what they've done for thirty <laughs> years. So, uh, you know, yeah. it's good that they had. Uh, an ad agency, like a multi-city, possibly multinational ad agency, spend a bunch of time making this VR training video. I don't know that it's anything other than a trap for us. Is KFC one of these companies that millennials are killing? Or, or is KFC <laughs> one? You know, like how millennials are killing sure. Applebee's and shit. You know how that's a thing. Yeah. You know how we're killing Applebee's. Yeah, every every millennials they're killing everything. Is KFC every, yeah, everything's like dying. one of the victims of this? I'm because, pretty sure that they're not because KFC is. Uh, are they? What are they called? They were called Yum Brands or Tricon or Pack Pizza. They're one of the three yeah, of sure. Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, KFC, and all of. Th- and it doesn't seem like they're being killed by millennials in any way because all of their marketing is just outrageous millennial focused well, that's, that's gimmickry. That's exactly why I'm asking. Like, but I, is it's that gotta because, be working. Is that because they're speaking to their audience or is that because they're, they're desperate? desperately trying <clears throat> to like <clears throat> flail their think, wacky robot arms out? I think the fact that they're companies that make cheap food that sweet you, avocado cash. They make cheap food that you can v- get in the middle of the night in your car without talking to another person and then also <laughs> they have gimmicks like KFC had a box that had a battery in it that would charge your phone so like i think that yeah. they're not wow, being really? killed yeah that's like this it's the same it's literally the same like big holding company i think as the doritos guardians of the galaxy walkman bag and stuff like this is just 
<laughs> what is that? What? You don't remember that? There was a bag of chips that you could plug headphones into and it would play music from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's why Nevin, yeah. oh. uh, our friend, made the fake version that was like, oh, this has been done before and made that amazing Photoshop of uh, Francis Ford Coppola's The Conversation uh, soundtrack <laughs> as being played through like a 1970s taco flavored Doritos bag. Oh, man. I saw that without ever seeing the real oh, thing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, the real thing was, as we know, that uh, <laughs> that one of Gene Hackman sadly playing the saxophone alone in his apartment. <laughs> With a bag of Doritos. Unable to yeah. find where and by what means he's being surveilled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's by Colonel Sanders. He's looking at you in a room in which you are trapped until you make the chicken properly. Yeah. That is who is surveilling you. <laughs> What if Francis Ford Coppola's lesser masterpieces, in Hackney. fact, <laughs> right. contained the secret a recipe yeah. for Colonel Sanders' chicken, only now deduced? He's still in there. Gene Hackman's still in that room trying to make the chicken. Yeah. It was never deduced. Uh, yeah, that this VR game, it really just looks like Bioshock or something. It looks like just like any... Yeah, they clearly just... It looks like Bioshock plus Job Simulator, if you've played that. Yeah. Uh, it looks <laughs> like someone looked at yeah. Job Simulator and said, what if we use Job Simulator to simulate a real job? Mm-hmm. But it's still a cartoon fake job. It was made by an ad agency called Whedon and Kennedy, which is a huge ad agency. Like, they do stuff for Nike and, you know, obviously brands like KFC. It's sure. This... This feels like, I feel like we are taking the bait by talking about it, despite it being fascinating yeah, on many axes, but it yeah, seems the same. It was same. designed to get yes. people to talk about it. It feels <laughs> like this is this era's insane version of like, uh, was it KFC that did subservient chicken? Was that the webcam thing in the earlier days oh, of the wow. web? I can't yeah, remember what, which brand that? that was, but like that. That was a brand? I don't know yeah. this. That was, it was one of the fast food companies. It, this feels like it's the same sort of thing, but now the fact that the job market and how people are trained and are you being replaced by machines is all kind of being in the zeitgeist or in sort of people's latent anxiety the same way as VR is a piece of fascinating technology. I think that this is just <sighs> entirely a marketing in the same way that like yeah. there's a webcam with a guy on it who will do whatever you say was a huge shocking thing that was thing Burger King 10 years like. ago yeah mm. god subservient chicken was a thing from 2001 to 2012 and it ran uh, there's no way that they had new content up through 2012 because that was I mean subservient chicken was just a bunch of clips where you yeah, would maybe type, the website was just it was, yeah it was long. a text parser that would make uh, a webcam play different videos and it sort of mm. they tried to put I as see. much possible content <clears throat> into it as they could so that you would be shocked by right. when, by whatever you typed the subservient chicken would do it uh, yeah. in in our new dark future <laughs> you are the subservient <laughs> chicken <laughs> and that's the novelty yeah. Colonel Sanders whispers to his uh, executive, keep fucking that chicken, and then you are fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, deep cut. It'll be, it'll be interesting when, it's re- when you're asked to start making the KFC chicken with the headset on, and mm. it's because the actual sort of quality or content of the food is no longer what you think it is. Mm. <laughs> the guy in the suit was originally an actor, but he was claustrophobic in the suit, so he wouldn't do it. And we had to use one of the costume's designers. He would do about six moves, and then we'd have to fan him off because he would get so hot in the costume. This is this regarding subservient chicken. Yeah. God, I forgot about this. What a, that was a totally <laughs> different era of, era of the internet. Is it that I guess different? it wasn't that different. Yeah, what am no. I talking about? No. Incorrect. Incorrect. 
Yeah, we are the subservient chickens, in fact. The yeah, three of us yeah. in this little orange room doing a song and dance about a KFC oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. VR oh, training yeah. exercise <laughs> on Look command. Out of my hands. Um, <laughs> Look up at the ceiling. <laughs> Valid subservient chicken <laughs> commands. We even have these wiggly robot arms in here that, that record our every move. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, human being could, ne- uh, could never be replaced by a robot cinematographer. <laughs> <laughs> Jake turns on his Turn switch on scene, the camera scene switcher every 12 JS. seconds. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what great cuts you guys choose in your videos. No one says that. Yeah. Uh, valid commands to subservient chicken include tango, show teeth, be an airplane, shake your booty, travolta, be gone, go away, leave. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a lot of really, uh, very specific. Poke your eye out, pee on the couch, pee in the corner, pee like a dog, who, who on the like developer side <laughs> yeah. decided that those were all worth individually supporting? Well, they lo- brands love the internet. Brands love being online. Yeah, where they can be a person in a chicken suit or a suit that a person walks into and well, I mean, this actually <laughs> this actually is a total this. <laughs> so the the, uh, the KFC ah. is is actually a totally appropriate. Um, successor to Subservient Chicken because Subservient Chicken was in fact an actual guy in a chicken suit. It was a human being. Yeah, they've know, replaced the Subservient suit. Chicken yeah. with all of us. They've replaced the Subservient Chicken with a dominating computer man. Yeah, telling mm. a human being to become a Subservient Chicken maker. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, bummer. It's fine. That's chaos theory. <laughs> John- <laughs> Johnny Driggs writes, Hi, important if true. Here's a uh, question for you. What would you do if you had unlimited magical powers, but only in the context of a stage magic show? You would have complete mastery <laughs> over reality, but only when you were in front of a stage, in fr- on a stage, in front of an audience in a performance advertised as a magic show. As I see it, there are three main approaches you could take. A, become a decent magician making a living put out in, putting out A-minus magic shows, only you wouldn't have to bother learning slate of hand or designing rigs. B, Become the world's best magician by putting on shows that are super impressive but still look like stage magic to avoid the suspicion they are actually supernatural. C. Perform really shitty magic shows in terms of stagecraft, but ones that actually serve a societal purpose, like pulling rare earth metals out of a hat or removing tumors by sawing people in half. I don't really think that's how removing a tumor works. Also, I think there are probably more than three options here. But anyway, let's go. What would you three do with this unlimited but still annoying power? Thanks, Johnny Driggs. <laughs> First, that's an amazing premise. Yeah, it's a very good premise. That's also kind of the premise <clears throat> of The Prestige. The Christopher Nolan movie? I, yeah, I suppose. Sort of. I mean, not really. Yeah. That was like technology, but it's, I guess. It's, but it, it's close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this the idea is that you can perform actual world-altering magic, but only when you are couching it as shitty stage magic, right? That's true. That's it's, true. It's, that it's is the prestige really machine good. only functioned yeah. on stage yeah. and not yeah, anywhere this is, else. This is, this, like, is, this is a total, like, superhero. Yeah, like, yeah. where you, yeah. Superhero you can do power. a, sh- a yeah. shitty trick where you're like, is that your card? No. Well, whatever. All of your care, all of your worries are gone. Yeah. You are genuinely <laughs> happy. Like, congratulations. Including and they're like, your I concern like, about geez. whether I picked the yeah, right card. Yeah, they're like, yeah, that was a great magic trick. You I could actually, it. that's the shittier version, is, is this your card? No. 
Oh wow! Wow, it is. Oh, it is. It is. I guess it is. Yeah. I guess it totally is. It's it's oh god, that's so just, sad. Like, yeah. yes, oh my it god. is amazing, and the whole audience is like, "Wow, it is." And you're just like, they just picked oh. any. Okay, no, 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 that's you. Oh, that's just. I would use my magic not to fool the entire audience into believing it was the card. Only the person on stage. So is that your card? And they're like, "Yeah, it is." And then just boo, boo, and the person like, "What? It was. It was my card." Plant. You're full of shit. That would actually be all line up one after another. That would be, a, that would be a, a psychologically traumatizing show for the audience yeah. because the person on no, stage, the, the person on stage, to, would just be like, "It is my card. Look, why <laughs> like, are you booing? Yeah. It totally is." And you and the audience are just no. And then no, that any, no, no then you'd be like, you'd be like, "I'm next. I'm, I'm gonna next. fucking yeah. get this fuck guy. guy. Yeah. Fuck it, you." It would only yeah. be. It would not be psychologically traumatizing for the audience. It would only be psychologically <laughs> traumatizing for the person on stage. No. It would only become psychologically traumatizing for the audience as one by one, yes, every single one of them. Okay. Watch, okay, stage. no, the most traumatizing part of this is that when all, like, there are 400 people in the audience, when 399 of them have all been fucked by this guy, and right. you are the last remaining person. And he person, refuses to bring and, you up. Yeah, right, yeah, and you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, yeah. I want to like, do it, I want to see. Yeah. I think you've seen plenty of food. <laughs> or the uh, magician, you then tell that one guy, they all believed it because I made them believe it with my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I told them to, and they listened to me because my will is stronger and than theirs. And then it's like, you can come up on stage, and I'll do it to you. <laughs> With just a spotlight on that yeah, guy yeah, and the rest yeah. of the audience yeah, all sort of just cultishly watching you because they're just like f- f- completely yeah. fascinated. Wow, this is horrible. Yeah. This is horrifying. I mean, yeah, I like the version bad. instead where you just make everyone feel good by way of saying, when I snap my fingers, you'll all feel nice about your life. What, forever? Yeah, just, I don't Until know. Until they die? I mean, you don't have to be happy all the time. That's really messed up. But, you know, just sort of... Only when they come in. You're just slightly <laughs> less burdened Well, then by people would just get fucking you. addicted to your magic show. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's no good version of this. They would unless just come you just... to your magic show all the time. That's true. Which, you know, I mean, bonus. that's, that's yeah, I mean, that's good business. Money, then. Do you think yeah. it's perfect? Yeah. Do you that's think it's a chicken? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Make the chicken right. Do it right. <laughs> do you yourself have to be on stage for this to work, or do you think this could be franchised? Mm. Do you think you could Chuck E. Cheese this and have it be <laughs> oh, your man. magic oh, show? You could have your animatronic. Yeah, your magic band. show as performed by a band. Uh, I, uh, I say this because at least so a couple just turn of into us, a religion. Yes. Yeah. I, I was watching. Um, Doug, our our web developer, sent out uh, uh, on the Idle Thumb Slack, sent out a video of the Showbiz Pizza to Chuck E. Cheese rebranding oh, yeah. procedure, which was how you can take an existing the old what to Chuck E. Cheese Showbiz Pizza, oh. the Rockefeller Explosion, like the old thing, like there was Chuck E. Cheese and there was Rockefeller Explosion, and it was the two different animatronic pizza bands. We've talked Dueling about this. animatronic pizza, yeah, and they bands, yeah. they merged into one unified God pizza we, band brand 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 about, to we, me to me to me. When we talked about that, we. Found found that well, who was it was that guy who like mm. does his own he has his own animatronic bands and he programs them he used to work for one of those companies I think it's the guy who created the, the Rockefeller Rock explosion yeah. he had legit yeah. and we yeah, talked about like the... funding we should still do that we should still oh yeah funding and funding a uh, get them to do uh, the yeah, important of truth important song truth, or yeah, 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 yeah they could yeah, do that yeah. but the the VHS video or, showing you how to convert your Chuck E. Cheese into a Rockefeller explosion is just it's it looks like an old Nick Jr. edutainment show where because like it's not the special effects aren't high because you know they it's literally just they'll plant a camera there but they don't show the whole process it just goes like bring and then like remove so and so's face bring and then it's like the face is gone and it's just 
uh, a robot guts, like remove the arm, bing, <laughs> remove the keyboard, bing, da, ding, ding, yeah. unscrew tree decoration and destroy it. It will not be reused. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's super fucked up. Yeah, what if that was the fucking magical then, stage magician? Yeah, but then it's remove just, face. Remove. <laughs> it will not be reused. <laughs> but you know, you could take that to heart and find all of the the remaining Chuck E. Cheeses and maybe mm. infuse them with actual magic that makes kids happy. Well, yeah, but also those they or they, lies to them and makes you think they, that all the tricks work. Chuck E. Cheese just announced that they're getting rid of all the animatronics. Wait, really? Did you did you guys not hear about this? What? No. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they're renovating all existing Chuck E. Cheeses, and all of the animatronics are going to be gone. Remove face, <laughs> discard. It will not be removed. Remove arms, discard. <laughs> they will not be reused. Remove legs, discard. They will not be reused. Roll away. <laughs> Place giant TV screen of bad. CG animation yeah. of Chuck E. Cheese band <laughs> insert DVD yeah insert SD DVD of band I mean the actual fundraising Fire drive animatronic operators they will not be reused <laughs> <laughs> The actual fundraising drive could just be to buy one of these things at this point because we. Ah could... no no they don't oh. need it. They oh have yeah, to go so it could be right there it behind could fit you. In oh this my studio. god, it could take up twenty percent. Just the of face. The We'd have to just the studio. face. We'd have to rent another whole office to hide the air compressor that powers those things because they're either <laughs> oh god, or like yeah. hydraulic pump. They're not quiet. Yeah, they're meant to <laughs> they, be in a room where yeah, a huge those... like. Yeah. Are you ready for a pizza band to play? <laughs> and like have a thousand kids going yeah because otherwise you would just hear. <laughs> yeah. uh, those things operating without music is fucking terrifying yeah, yeah. it's a disaster it's yeah. a disaster so we can't have that um, we can't even run our air conditioner when we're in here but <laughs> imagine if you could t- collect all of the animatronics from the disused Chuck E. Cheese's infuse them with your shitty ass magic show that is a terrible trap but is actually real and makes the world better I mean maybe, this, this maybe is the a way, trap because no one maybe the way it. you could achieve that maybe uh, here's the way you have to achieve that in the context of this question mm-hmm. is you have to have the animatronic band on stage with you the actual magician mm-hmm. during your stage show and then as part of your magic act imbue them with whatever power <laughs> this they is need. a weird religion only i on this <laughs> stage have the power to imbue That's how they all work. to imbue this band with the power of what do real you think magic Ron hubbard did right but in this case it's real i guess where you're like <laughs> also, you're just giving them life. I imbue this band with the power to exist and affect change in the world on their own, and they're like, thanks. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Peace out. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> but to the audience, whatever. Like, like it doesn't seem- This arm, when, uh, you know, unmetered, can just crush a kid's face into the ground. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, but to the audience- they're... Welcome to my torture room. <laughs> Make my chicken. Remove the face and destroy. (laughs) It will not be reused. (laughs) This is not virtual reality. These are living robots imbued with life by a malevolent stage magician. (laughs) Destroy it, please. (laughs) Please. I'm the real Colonel Sanders. I also was given infinite life by this stage magician. I can't die. Please kill me and then destroy these robots that were brought to life by the same evil magician. This is all part of the giant children's food brand wars of the 1970s. (laughs) One of us was an actual sorcerer. It is fucked up. Help me. Kill me. I've invented a VR training exercise to prepare you for the real war where you must dismember (laughs) robots and put them in a deep fryer. That is what this has all been in preparation for. (laughs) 
<laughs> also, pee on couch. <laughs> fart. Pee fart. On, fart. Macarena. Pee on couch. Pee on couch. Pee on self. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta get my kick somehow. These robots all have a back door as exposed <laughs> by the subservient chicken campaign by Burger King <laughs> in the year 2001. <laughs> They can be short-circuited by a succession of pee commands. The following commands. Pee, fart, macarena, macarena, fart. Note spelling. Note spelling. Leave. That will deactivate the band. It's just the AI like like list of words yes. that activates the band as P fart P. Yeah, that's well, that's how that's how you get the backdoor access. Uh, these are the these are the robots yeah. that then you can used... unlock their other commands such as remove right. face, remove arms. Yeah. These are still like pneumatic and hydraulic robots yes. before but the modern been D- with magic before life. the modern DNA uh, blood like semi organic right, right. well, robots just, that can be overloaded that's with just us, meme Chris. encoding. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We are the true meme robots. Yeah. 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 Colonel Sanders is trying to fucking tell us, and we are not listening. <laughs> this is terrible that this is what we chose to do with our stage show. I'm sorry, Johnny Drake, that you proposed that we could like cure cancer or stuff, but I mean, we're, we found the bigger threat, <laughs> which is the already <laughs> existing true. army of which abandoned is the decades long robots. Fast food, yeah, children's long entertainment, uh, uh, industrial wizard complex, wars. wizard wars. <laughs> this is real and guaranteed, guaranteed real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry that my Colonel Sanders voice is such a piece of shit. I'm not good no, at no, no, accents. No, no. <laughs> no, it was good. It was folksy. Got that folksy charm. Uh, yeah. Pee on rug. <laughs> I think it's still up for debate how many generations removed this can get mm. from the original wizard. I, you know, I, or, I'm already calling him a wizard, magician. <laughs> uh, I, sorcerer. From the almighty sorcerer, <laughs> our lord and savior. Our, yeah, our almighty sorcerer. Uh, yeah. The wizard. Um, I, I, uh, I feel like you get one generation that he directly imbues with power, and then that sort of Chuck E. Cheese nightmare robot musician band can sort of go out and do their thing. But I don't think... I feel like it's taking it a little too far for them to also be able to cast magical spells. What if and the wizard them himself gr- imbues them with the power of yeah, magic? I guess yeah. It was that was his first mistake. Mm. It's a classic mistake. The genie can. Oh, you're wishes. saying he's gonna fucking genie himself? Yeah, it's a genie. Yeah, the genie like, paradox. Holy, yeah, yeah, it's like a little slip of the tongue. He gave them his <clears throat> powers basically. Yeah. Now they all, as long as they do a magic show, they can power up other robots. Yeah, but yeah. unfortunately, they're a fucking wacky children's band. It's what they do. Yeah. So like that's it. That's just gonna multiply. Wait, what do you out. mean? That's just what they do? They perform wacky entertainment shows on stage. They're sure. just always their powers are just always gonna work. They're but just, he believes presumably they're too simple minded to use it against him. I think so, but like no, we know from past experience on this podcast that when that is your mentality you gonna get genied yeah it's it's a <laughs> it's a definite truth that some sort of stage magician sorcerer who imbues an animatronic band with his own stage magician sorcerer powers will be hoisted by that band yeah. like for sure and they're yeah. gonna do it in a folksy ass way <laughs> with like a guitar with one string that's a piece of rope and like an organ that's not plugged in but he's yeah. gonna be hoisted the light and whatever show, they do it's gonna happen to a lot of children well, the who children, will not be reused they no They'll eat some gross pizza. They're going to play Moon Patrol, and they're going to watch as like a smoke machine uh, destroys a wizard, and like a country bear <laughs> <laughs> destroys a wizard. Those two things in combination. Yeah, that's. What, I mean, those are the two ingredients for a kid's stage show. I think sort of mm-hmm. like a bear robot and yeah. like a smoke machine. 
Uh, and then like a, a really a really bummed wizard. Yeah. 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 I really like that stage show, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Good chicken. It was very exciting. Good chicken. <laughs> Good, yes. What? Good chicken. <laughs> he knew my card and everything. Yeah. Um, that's just the, this is, yeah, that's the, the like, Planet of the Apes ending right, or whatever, right. where, like, yeah, everybody it's is. The, the, the sort of mother, uh, like, animatronic bear and her, like, mm-hmm. baby chicken son or like waddle away from the stage show approvingly yeah with just the wreckage of human society stretching into infinitude beyond it will not be reused (laughs) we should take a break now yeah this episode of important if true is brought to you by warby parker (gasps) home try on i got my home try on for the first time home try on of what Oh, I'm sorry. Prescription eyeglasses and sunglasses. That was really confusing and a little <laughs> awkward. Uh, Home you- try on, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I don't. I got mine the other day, Wait, did and you I'm tr- feeling pretty cozy. Okay. Uh, your eyes? Yeah, my eyes. Oh, what is wrong with your eyes? So have you tried some looks? I did. I tried five looks, and I took pictures of each one, and I sent them to my wife. And I, I imagine people who are watching the video version of this episode right now are seeing your five looks. I didn't prepare for this. I already sent them back, so I don't have them physically in my possession yet. You sent pictures to Sarah. This is on record, Chris. Your telephone, a tiny computer in your pocket, contains all five of your attempted eyeglass looks from Warby Parker. Okay, if I remember to do this by the time I'm editing this podcast, (laughs) I will put those in there. Because that's the deal, right? They'll send you five. You you pick five that you want off their site. They send them to you in a little try-on box. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry that I put you on the spot there, but I really want to see you with five different looks. I want to see you uh, sporting your try-ons, Chris. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's what will happen, I guess. (laughs) Anyway, you can try it on yourself by going to warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs, and you get five frames to try on for five days uh it's totally free you don't have to pay anything to do that uh and then if you like any of them you can uh, just order it right off the website with your prescription warby slash thumbs nice jake we have a shout out oh shit this shout out was purchased by st keaton mm. who has a personal project and he wants to get the word out uh, this is an ongoing fantasy story he's writing called Tales of Mir, which you can find at talesofmir.com, and that is spelled Tales of M-I-I-R. Cool. Dot com. Tales of M-I-I-R dot com. Um, it looks like he publishes a chapter every week. He summarizes it as the story follows Elwood, a man raised in a religious order who begins to question his people's glorifying of war and zealous religious intolerance. The story features an inclusive and varied cast of characters who must learn how to face a world crazed with violence. All written by your favorite Amazon correspondent. Presumably this is the person who gave us some inside knowledge. Oh, of the Amazon his... of fulfillment warehouse weirdness. Yes. It looks like this is something he's working on for a while now. It is, I think, really cool to have personal projects like this to help, I don't know, develop your sort of focus, your creative energies. And he's putting it all out there on the Internet for you to read. As we say this from our goofy home-built podcasting studio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Um, so if you go to talesofmirror.com, and again, that's mirror with two eyes, uh, you can find all the chapters of this. It's all there for you to read. Nice. That's cool. Thank yeah. you very much for buying a shout out. Hopefully, uh, folks check it out. And yeah. if you're interested 
If you, the listener, are interested in buying a shout out, whether it's to let folks know of a thing you're working on or that you do, or for us to wish you or a friend good luck or make fun of them or whatever else, you can go to store.idlethumbs.net. I really want someone to buy one for me to make fun of their friend. <laughs> Mostly because I say that all the time as an example, and, and no I'll, one, feel, no one does it. I'll feel so bad if I have to do it, it'll, just, it'll fail. Yeah. So if you want to see me, a broken man, try to make fun of your friend buy a shout out. And thank you, S.T. Keaton and Tales of Mirror. All right. I believe we are back. Welcome oh, back. Oh, hi. Hey. <clears throat> uh, we have an email from the dubiously named Stadawan Buffalo Robe. I mean, maybe not. Hmm. That's a pretty sweet name, if real. Yeah. Important, um, if true. It's very important, if true. Um, howdy. Hi. Some time ago, you were talking about, to quote, an AI-monitored money game show where the AI would study your behaviors, actions, and choices to ultimately have a chance at that sweet, sweet cashola prize. While you were having the discussion, I believe it was Jake who said a very inane sentence of, the mm. machine is asking you, why did you, the user, do that? Or something to the extent to get his point across. The more I thought about it, the more I got chills at the thought. What if you stripped away the game show element and you were somehow cursed with an AI that would simply ask you audibly, why did you do that? Imagine <laughs> you're at the store, you pick one brand of ketchup over catsup. <clears throat> do you, is catsup pronounced catsup or is it just spelled that but still pronounced ketchup? It's got to still be pronounced ketchup. You're right? Yeah. But that seems very I've odd. I've literally never heard anyone in my life yeah. say catsup except sort of facetiously when asking or a like, question like this. Yeah, yeah. And also, I've never seen catsup used legitimately except to compare it yeah. to ketchup. So yeah. who the fuck is out there saying catsup? I don't know. Or spelling catsup. Hmm. It's disgusting. Yeah, I, I really don't like it. It's like, like it. aberrant behavior. Yeah. Right in. <laughs> if you know. Uh, anyway, imagine you'd be at the store and pick one brand of ketchup over catsup, and it would ask, why did you do that? Wherein you'd have to explain your decision to the machine and ultimately yourself. The answer in Chris's case is, I would be incensed. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. <laughs> Why, uh, it's clear why I chose ketchup over catsup. I don't mm-hmm. even really particularly like ketchup, but I think the answer still is clear. Catsup will not be reused. Uh, why did you choose that dating profile over the other one? Why did you take the bus to work instead of walk to work? Why aren't you driving or biking? Why did you wear blue instead of red? Why are you listening to that song again? The questions would be endless, and the more I run over this scenario, I can't tell if my life would improve if I asked myself why or if I would be driven to madness by second-guessing every choice I make in a day. Help. So I feel like... Hold on. Ketchup and catsup are just <clears throat> two different westernized versions of a Cantonese word from when the thing that was originally ketchup oh was brought God. back to England. Whoa. The, wow. the internet told me that real quick. So there you go. Wow, Cantonese. Huh. Apparently so. Which is closer to the I, to the original source. I don't know because I could not tell you the correct phonetic pronunciation of the Cantonese That's interesting. Word. Right, right. Uh, and ketchup has become dominant now, but they were in... Uh, but catsup was more popular through the early 1900s, uh, and then ketchup has destroyed, probably because of Heinz ketchup, I imagine, starting, it's, it went on the rise between the 60s, the 60s to now, like the ketchup versus ketchup sort of traded spaces. Wow. But hmm. that's, it's been a word sort of that was mushed around starting, I think, in the 1700s or something like that? 1600s. God, it's always amazing to me how early that stuff so there you go. ends up being. That's yeah. what the internet says if I were, If I were an all-powerful <laughs> stage magician only in the context of my own uh, magic show, 
I would give free uh, show admission to anyone who can demonstrate that they use the pronunciation cats up regularly. Uh, and it would be clear what my stage show would consist of. And then uh, why would you do that? The fucking get rid of their impulse to say that stupid word. What do you mean? Why do, why do you think that? <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> anyway, Nick. Well, I, I had a reaction to this. I feel like there are two options that you can game out here, right? Because the question that this that uh, the reader is posing is so you the, you know the, the the ai is saying why did you do that yeah uh you're going to give a response at some point you're not just going to stonewall this this robot forever i mean you could but why that that's a me? whole why other you talking to me why yeah, you talking yeah, to me why yeah. are you hitting Isn't yourself this just what actual children do kind of in life basically real? yeah we're also yes this ai could be a three to that's five true. year old human child yeah yeah uh <laughs> But I feel like except that it does this literally forever and only in your own head. Like there's no social. Is it like, in your own head or is it a oh, thing? Well, I don't know. Actually, no, see, this is, this is what I'm saying. This I think saying. it's an AI. I don't think it's like a physical robot. Uh, well, what? What is that? That's, 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 that's a material. <laughs> it either has a, vo- a, a an voice AI or not. It's still exist. inside of your head. Well, all right, my my voice, my inner voice is a robot. No, like you. So you have two options, right? Like either the robot in response. So like if. I say, uh, I'm choosing cats up. The robot says, why are you doing that? Uh, I say, well, because I just prefer cats up instead of ketchup. The robot then does what? Says, so, why do you prefer that? Yeah, I wh- assume. Why do, you prefer, why do you prefer that one? So it just keeps asking yeah, no matter like, what oh, you well, say. I found it's an things that unlimited have chain. A more vinegary taste. I guess why that's you... not actually true. That's I guess not that true in the, in the context of the question. So here's, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm question. saying. So, I mean, the, the question is, what would happen to you as a person? Right. So I feel like if the robot... If, if to whatever you answer, like in sort of spazo uh, uh, ease, if you say, this is what I'm, you know, this is what I prefer, and the robot just says, hmm, then I feel like I would actually go insane. However, if... Wait, what? No, no, no. no if, if, if the, the robot, robot just sort of... If the robot then actually says, ah, I'm judging you now because of your answer. Right, if, if, it, says, if it says, if honestly, if it says anything, if it yeah. actually says anything, I feel like it doesn't matter what the response is, yeah. it, I, would, I would go insane. However, if the robot doesn't respond and you give your answer and it just accepts it, uh-huh. I feel like I would just become the biggest fucking shit of all time because you would just be like, uh, because I prefer uh, loafers. They're, they're clearly better than tennis shoes. Oh, you're saying you could loophole your And way- then it just, no, it's just like self-reinforcement tool at that no, point. It's yeah, just nonstop what, so accepting everything. The theoretical benefit of this yeah. is it would help you become more self-aware and like in tune with your own preferences except what mm, you're saying no. is no but I'm, oh, I'm saying in theory but I'm saying <laughs> yeah. you're but you're, you're saying this is just a, a, a little kid you have all, to bully you could yeah, just, you just have a, a right. just, you could that just ring out the path oh, yeah. of least resistance from point A to p- point B and since it makes no value judgment just it is satisfied it by you just yeah. so eventually what you're doing as this continues is you're creating a world in which your preferences are justification for their own existence so exactly. you're you're creating a mental I mean everyone has this right it's a bias that all humans have but like right. part of the challenge of being an adult is overcoming that constant instinct mm-hmm. um, towards sort of confirmation bias but you're you're suggesting that this would turn you into someone who is trained day in and day out that you're like tautological <laughs> yes uh, sort of perceptions of the world oh just why in- are you doing it just because shut up basically yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
and I'm would, correct. Yeah, it always. Would, it would, I'm always correct. It would degrade your ability to have meaningful. Yes, I feel like either either beings. option is horrible, yeah. but in, right, in you, very you, different yeah, ways. You either spiral into yourself, yes. or you spiral into yourself the other direction, or you spiral mm-hmm. out of yourself into an existential dread. Yes, you, right. So you either, either you either feed confirmation yeah. bias in, or right. if the robot actually challenges your questions at all, mm-hmm. you're like, oh god, and then you just yeah. have to you're, challenge you're, everything. You're, you're just melt into a puddle of self-doubt yeah. at every turn. So yeah. There's I, no middle ground here. I read this, this question is... in a very different way. <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm not surprised. Uh, because the question <laughs> the question specifically says the robot is not like it's, it's not operating on the game show anymore, mm. but I still, in my brain, assumed that it was a game show robot. <laughs> oh, you assume it's still trying to predict how you're going to choose the money yeah. or whatever. Oh. And then it was like, oh, why I did see. you pick that? Like... <laughs> <laughs> that it was just always still game show hosting at you right. and like trying to couch every choice you yeah. make as an entertaining thing for an yeah. audience that does not exist yeah. and it's just oh the ketchup mm, Heinz brand <laughs> interesting what is it about Heinz that tastes so great why do you like Heinz and you're like you're just living in a movie testimonial <laughs> commercial all you're, the time you're also just describing an externalized version of what the entire point of the commercial internet is at this point yeah which is yeah. just to divine all preferences and predict all behavior right. of all But if it's doing it as users. this like, affable right. personality that's also always brand forward, why do you like A&W root beer? <laughs> why do you get up so early each morning? Why Is it to have a balanced breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> why did you bread the chicken that way? Yeah. Right. Because yeah. here's the thing. Once, it, once that has become ubiquitous enough, it can start sort of seeding. Why don't you just go over there? It can, right. you know, it can start... Why don't you why pee in the toilet? Just pee on the couch. <laughs> why don't you just stay where you are? Well, I mean, it, it doesn't even need to why say... Why don't you mosey on down to the KFC? Yeah, it doesn't even need to say that. It says, why did you get up and go to work? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Why did you go to Wendy's? <laughs> why did you take public transportation? <laughs> Don't you like chick? <laughs> Don't you like my Why do you keep trying to turn me off? <laughs> Why do you keep looking for the off switch? <laughs> why do you think I'm real? Why, why Why? are you still at this magic show? <laughs> why haven't you ever left this magic show? <laughs> why don't you wake up? <laughs> Dip the chicken into the <laughs> basket. <laughs> Wait a second, that wasn't a question. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't it? Are you sure? <laughs> anyway, this is why what I would do with this AI. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't think it would go here. Why is it gone here? Why is it, why is it now the colonel whispering horrible things to you? Why well. I been... Why, why, is it why not, Jake? <laughs> why is it the curve? <laughs> well, why not? Jesus. <laughs> why aren't you the colonel? <laughs> what? Why aren't we all the colonel? <laughs> I was like you. <laughs> why would you say these things about me? Why would you think these things about me? This is terrible. <laughs> it will not be reused. No. <laughs> None no. of this will be reused. <laughs> Sleep. This, this is an interesting episode of this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Why are you giving my secrets away on a podcast? 
Yeah, I look over, Nick is just sweating in his seat, <laughs> bolted to his chair. <laughs> bolted to his chair because he is, in fact, an animatronic robot. Nick is right. the first yeah. to be replaced. Yeah. Uh, does anyone have a question or a thing for us to talk about that isn't this? Uh, the wizard writes, I swear to God. God so damn it! I, I did not <laughs> seed that in. The, the wizard writes, salutations. Assuming in the future we possess unimaginably advanced computers and are somehow able God. to create the perfect simulation of the Big Bang, we could potentially have access to a device that would show us exactly what has happened, is happening, and will happen. This system could be accurate down to a subatomic level, theoretically. Assuming this is the case, would you be willing to use it? Yes. My philosophy has always been that to know is better than to not know. But if the simulator is indeed perfect and one uses it to ascertain the future, then that event would have occurred in the simulator as well, and any reaction you have to it would have been shown to you already. Mull it over. Get back to me if you do. The wizard. The fact that one of these simulators would be recursive because it includes the simulator exactly. is definitely a catch that I had yeah. not ever foreseen. That seems very similar to the like if you travel through time and kill yeah. your grandfather, then he's already dead and therefore you're not born or you know whatever the sort of like is time a loop? Yeah. But the notion of having a perfect like small window simulator of the universe that you could run tests on has been something that has been fascinating to me forever. Although yeah. I don't like the idea that it would inevitably swallow itself. I don't know how to get around that. I mean, if the point of this is to is to actually predict the future, that one that assumes you can like increase the time scale on this thing, or right? see alternate pasts, right? Right? Like if it starts from the Big Bang, well, the time scale has to be increased, otherwise it will never get farther ahead than the universe that contains it. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, it should be. So, able to, so you have to be able to put it on like. X times the fucking speed sure. of light or whatever. That doesn't really make sense in this context. But, like, you have to be able to increase the time scale <laughs> yeah. some very extreme factor in order to get all the way up to, like, the existence of humans relative right. to the beginning of the universe. But at that point, like, by the time you... When you... At the moment you reach the point that the simulation was created, it, was it would then yeah, just like, turn into like yeah. a crazy mirror hallway forever. I mean, I assume the render speed is suddenly just slows way down, and it takes exponentially <laughs> yeah, <right>. long. <laughs> it's like when you point well, a camera at a TV that's filming itself. You mean where it just goes? Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's maybe. impossible to even con- to like conceptualize because, like, in one assumes that the existence of this simulation will affect the. Ev- like choices people make in the world, but according to the terms of this, that also will be modeled by the simulation. It's already happened. It would have to. Well, no. This, yeah, the simulator would have to simulate the simulator simulating all the other simulated outcomes, yeah. and it would destroy itself. So you're like, what if someone killed Hitler? Uh, sorry. What if indefinite possibility space being? Pro- but you know, here's the thing: if you have a thing that can simulate the entirety of existence, well, you wouldn't need. Presumably, to- it can simulate the entirety of existence. Period, including all, including the, only, the simulator simulating. The it. only way Hitler would have been killed before we understood him to have died by suicide would be if we are if this is not saying like you can play around with different outcomes this is saying it is showing you be due to like subatomic movements deterministically what will have happened since the foundation instant of the universe the only way hitler could have suffered a different fate is if we currently talking about this right now are living in some hypothetical simulated universe <laughs> contained in another one in which something different happened to Hitler. Right. Fair enough. You're right. So you're saying right, that... You were going to say something. No, no, no. Just, I, so you're saying you could potentially, once you have this stupid simulator and it inevitably has to account for its own existence, then from that point on, who the fuck knows what's going on because y- you... 
the simulator is now simulating the possibility space of you knowing that the simulator exists and then it does just get trapped in an infinite just vile nest of itself yeah i mean i think even possibility space is a misleading word to use because again this isn't this is like i guess the claim here is that it is in fact collapsing down all possibility to one deterministic outcome right but what does it look like when you're looking at a machine that is showing you like you shift your weight to the left versus to the right like I don't Yeah. I mean, well you you have fast forwarded past that point and you see yourself moving to the left and the right before you do it and then maybe because you see it in the thing in the future you do it in the present but even that has been foretold. Right. By the wizard. By the bigger simulator. KFC. <laughs> no, stop. Stage You're not show. supposed to bring it back to oh, that. Sorry. <laughs> I can't I I I Yeah, it makes I me feel way too dumb. Get my head around this. It is so intense. I wonder if there's some kind of like margin of error that gets small enough that you could sort of, if you were coding this simulation, so to speak, if you could sort of limit the number of recursive layers down to like, you know, the 10th power or something. And, and well, I I don't know. I, I mean, I wonder if there's like some recursion limit that you could stop and say, Oh, we're effectively simulating the universe to like some microscopic degree of certitude by yeah. only recursing like 10,000 universes deep and by which point the effect on universe prime is minimized you know what I the way it'd have know. to work you, the machine would have to lock you in and you would have to die within the machine what what, <laughs> what? I don't even hold you're, on that, you're right, saying that was a, you're saying that by that observing means. it you change it so right. the only way this so the work only is way this works is it can be taken out of the universe you'd yeah. be able you'd be like <laughs> this is like playing a video game versus right. spectating a video because game. Because then... You have, to, you have to switch your existence to right. spectator. Because then it, whatever happens, the recursive... I mean, I don't know. This, I I don't know if this is actually true. This probably isn't ac- actually what would happen. But, like, there would be, like, a 70-year block that would be just absolute garbage. But because the, you know Wait, that you're what? never getting out... Why a 70-year block? Because if you, you're just, like... Well, okay, probably a, a week because you run out of food or whatever. But... but Wait, the, the, what? 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 I don't even know what you're... <laughs> you're locked in the machine. You're going to die. What machine? Does the... the Simulator machine. It's a it's a chamber. It's a bariatric chamber that you cannot. You okay. View this yeah, content. so you it's can like view it, but you can't X-Men affect the outside universe. Yeah, Nick, Nick is proposing so, that the only possible way this could work with, in his mind without destroying existence is for its existence to be hermetically sealed. I don't think that would actually take away the paradox. You but, think that it would potentially reduce its impact? Yeah. I mean, this I don't is know a, if you could. I don't classic, know if you could simulate someone, beyond that. Someone, this is the classic tree falling in an empty forest. Like, does the existence of yeah. the simulation itself? Affect the world, or is it only the observation of the simulation? Ah, uh, the changes? the old adage: if a man is locked in a <laughs> spherical barometric chamber, watching a simulation of existence play out past his current point in the timeline, does it impact reality? And a tree falls in a forest inside of that universe. <laughs> does the tree also fall in the real one? <laughs> Has that tree fallen? <laughs> I feel like there are people who probably might even listen to this very mm. podcast who are actually smart people and not yeah. idiots <laughs> yeah. who will write into us about this and we can be blown away by it. Or think, they'll say, this is stupid and I we'll be blown away by that. I think it's safe to say that regardless of the possibilities we've discussed involved in this simulational hypothetical situation, definitely, no matter which way it goes, humanity is for sure going to get genied. Are you saying if you invent, if you by some means defy the laws of the universe and uh, overextend yourself for potentially uh, 
selfish means or personal gain outside the bounds of normal uh, society or existence, you'll be hoisted? That is what I'm saying. That yeah. is exactly what I'm saying. It seems, and I stand by it. That seems like the definition of, yeah. of, of hoisting. Yeah. This the is most all- hubristic hoisting of all is show me the entire <laughs> existence. Yeah. Uh, show me the entirety of existence and let me scrub it back and forth like a fucking quick this time is, movie. This is, however, <laughs> also the only way that the food, the fast food wizard can be defeated because this is actually the only way in which it can all be reused. When you, when you re-simulate the entire universe, all of it will be reused. Is that simulation of the universe itself a complete universe? I guess maybe gross. Maybe not. No, that doesn't make any sense. Mm. Why that's not? Like, I get. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, that's like Chris. That's like hold the, on. If you're playing back literally the entirety of existence, everyone's lives start to finish, all of their individual choices being simulated down to a to the yeah, I mean, to I the guess atomic you have to level. Simulate their neurons and shit. You're yeah. simulating all yeah. this to the yeah. to the atomic level. Does the fact that it's a playback mean that it's any less real? I don't know. I guess not. I mean, it's like the end of Men in Black, I guess. Ugh. <laughs> what? Deep. The deepest. It's so deep. Yeah. Deep thoughts. It's like aliens playing marbles or whatever the fuck yeah. that was. <laughs> huh. It's like The Matrix 2. It's like... <laughs> I think that it's like The Matrix. I mean, I think it's like we're all in a VR training game of real life. And then we'll eventually ascend to the magic show above. Yeah. If you, if you, if you do the KFC... Um, chicken making training game and then open the wrong door you see something you really it's the guy at the end of the matrix too he's just the colonel i don't remember that movie oh that's true the guy at the end of the matrix is the colonel he's colonel sanders in the room with the tvs that show all infinite possibilities yeah there's there's just a guy in a white suit with a beard who shows you all the possible possibilities of the world well yep all right well there the chowskis did it yeah they answered this question definitively in the matrix 2 Which I'm sure everyone has seen more than one time in their life when it came out and then never again. We've all seen that movie a lot. One person's seen it infinite times. What? <laughs> the guy who went into the simulator has seen it oh, all, that's time, all times. Yeah, he's really, he's really over yeah, he's the Matrix too. Done with that scene. <laughs> that podcast where those guys watch oh, fucking God. Paul Blart or whatever oh, every day or Jesus, whatever yeah. the fuck happens. It's just they're just mm-hmm. dispatches from. This yeah. universe. Yeah. yeah. When we do that podcast, it's called To Me, To Me, To Me, To Me, <laughs> To Me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's that time when those two syllables were uttered in the Matrix 2 on loop forever. Yeah. <laughs> should we endorse? We yeah, should let's endorse. endorse. Um, Nick, what do you have to endorse? I have a quick endorsement um, because it's sort of something I can't really describe without kind of spoiling any of the jokes or anything. But uh, it's a YouTube series, um, and uh, I've made a lot of food endorsements. This is a YouTube series that is about food, but is sort of just uh, parodying food culture uh, mm-hmm. called The Catering Show, which is it's an Australian um, duo of these two female comics, uh, Kate McLennan and Kate Mc... God damn it. They're, they're basically Wait, they're the same Kate name. Mc yeah, it's something? two Kates, and it's called The Catering Show with a K. Oh. And it's, it's, it's very good. They're 10-minute episodes. The premise is that one of them... Uh, is a food intolerant person and they need to sort of like the other one is is sort of a foodie and she needs to create food that this food intolerant person can can consume but it actually it just basically instantly devolves into just garbage and uh it's good it's very funny and i would recommend it i'm nice. not i'm not gonna go any 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 further than that nice. sure. and that's gonna be linked in the description for this episode yeah. Yeah. yep uh jake what do you have i i have um a, a relatively classic style, important if true, uh, endorsement, which is 
I endorse keeping all of the wiring and gross cable mess in your entertainment center oh, and computer desk oh. clean if you can do it. Mm. I know that's a ridiculous zip thing to ties. say. Not f- fuck zip ties. Oh, fuck, fuck zip, zip ties. ties. I have Ooh. two specific things that I recommend if you really want to get into this, which is a stupid <laughs> it's a stupid sort of thing to get into, but I find it so satisfying to have all of the garbage like cable vial. This office, other than that one cord you're waggling around, is pretty contained, <laughs> yeah, my is. friend. It is beautiful. I really, really, really recommend you can just get spools of double-sided Velcro. Yeah. And it is amazing because it, it works like a zip tie, but you can just undo it mm-hmm. and you don't have to cut it apart and re-zip tie stuff. Yeah. Um, it's usually just called like, just search for double-sided Velcro on, on Amazon or whatever. And the other thing that I recommend is a, a specific product annoyingly called the cable zipper uh Mm. which is just i know it's such a stupid name (laughs) it's such a stupid name it's just a bunch of plastic tubing that is used to bundle together huge clusters of cables rolls around it's like rolled it's 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 kind of rolled it actually has a little it has a little plastic like grippy handle thing that's sort of like it's almost like um like the little pin like a pincher that you would use to like uh like a like a hair clasp, almost like a spring thing, where you pinch it open, you put your huge bundle of cables in it, and then the way that the tube is segmented is such that you can just pull this thing along with the front of all oh, your cables, yeah, and it just automatically about. cinches everything up into yeah, a tube. That's cool. But you can then use the two sided Velcro to attach to a desk leg or to the back side of your entertainment center. That's cool. And nice. again, if you have to pull a cable out of it, you can just sort of wrench it out of it, and then just like rezip the whole thing back together, and like. At this point, all of my crap in my house is cleaned up like that, and it's it is a, definitely a little bit of an obsessive thing. But it's also just when I need to plug something in, mm-hmm. or when I need to move the desk around, or to get behind it, I don't have to just die in a hellscape of infinite cabling because of yep. those two things. So that's what I recommend. Make nice. yourself slightly happier if you're a person who likes clean things by actually cleaning up the huge pile of garbage you have to deal with because you own electronic equipment. That's all. All right. That's cool. Yeah. Um I am going to recommend this is this is sort of an expensive thing to do, so, you know, what travel the world. Use your judgment. No. Uh, I'm going to recommend buying a decent point-and-shoot camera instead of just using your phone camera. This is something I did recently when um, my wife and I went to... Uh, we had a, like this crazy trip where we had to go to two different weddings, one in Pennsylvania and one in Ireland. The latter, actually, Jake, you were also there. Mm-hmm. And um, I just kind of decided, you know what, I, I wanted something that is like a few notches better than what is in my phone to try and make myself actually think slightly more carefully about shots I'm taking instead of just treating photography as something entirely disposable, which is just, you know, what is encouraged by phones. And it's also, I mean, there's a lot of great things about that. You always have a camera. So like there's something that is just incredibly convenient and additive to your life about always having a camera on you. Um, But also if you're going somewhere that you think might actually have beautiful stuff to capture that might be worth putting a little more effort into. I don't know anything about crazy SLR cameras or anything like that, but I bought a Canon G9X power shoot, I think is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And uh, it still lets you adjust the three basic, just fundamental things, right? You got your aperture, your shutter speed, and your ISO level. 
Um, and just fooling around with those in a fairly low risk environment because there's still an automatic mode that just does it all for you. Um, but I kind of read some primers on taking uh, photo- photographs using those basic settings and like it really makes a huge difference. Just the ability to be more careful with your focus and your exposure settings um, just makes you like be a lot more thoughtful about your photographs. And I'm really glad I did it. I spent a few hundred bucks. Um, there are definitely very, even in the point and shoot world, you can, there are very expensive cameras. Um, I did some research and this seemed to be, I had kind of an upper limit on the price that I wanted to spend. And this is the one I ended up with, Can- uh, Canon G9X. So I'll link that one, but I'll, you know, there's, you can do your own research as well. I just thought it was a, a totally valuable thing, and I got some really nice photos in Ireland that I don't think would have come out nearly as well if I just used my phone. Yeah. Yep. It's worth pointing out that if you're interested in a stopgap for this where you're thinking that you're interested in learning the fundamentals of photography but don't have the money to invest in a camera, you can get apps for iPhone or Android phones that explicitly give you direct access to all of those to the best versions of those that the lens on your phone camera has like mm. i have a phone app on my iphone called like halide or halliday h-a-l-i-d-e and it's specifically you can just it has it has iso slider it has a uh, manual focus slider it has exposure sliders and then it also will do things that have actually helped me learn how this stuff works like oh, yeah. this app in particular does a thing where uh, it can it'll it can put an overlay over the top of the phone camera image that will add little green bits of highlight to the area that is in the focal plane. Like they can read mm, that's cool. the focal distance and show you like how how tight and or narrow your focal plane is because of your adjustments to all of the right. other camera settings. And it, like that's I never learned any of that stuff, even though, you know, uh, for a little while even I was a film student, but I didn't get far enough in to learn how <laughs> any of that stuff worked and uh it's been really nice to know that. And it's actually been the thing that has made me decide maybe I should buy a camera now that I'm yeah, actually yeah. like mm-hmm. using my stupid phone camera to uh, like yeah, a real to a camera. More like I should actually, yeah. I should probably actually invest in something that has a lens that is five times bigger than the right. one on my phone. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's also really fun, even with like the point of shoot I have, having a true zoom. Yes, not having, a, having an actual, zoom, having an optical zoom. zoom not yeah, it's, yeah, that's really cool. Anyway, we'll link. So I'll link. I'll link the camera I got. I'll link some just like basic stuff I was reading that led me to do this, and I'll link the app that Jake mentioned, all in the description. And that is that for this episode of Important If True. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions for us, you need our consultation, you need us to puzzle through anything, you can send that to questions at importantiftrue.com. Our website is importantiftrue.com. And on there, you can find links to everywhere that we reside on the internet, as well as the forum thread for each episode, which has people talking about all the crap that we talked about and tossing in their own uh, knowledge and relevant things and discussion. People are hopefully going to tell us all about this universe simulator. Mm -hmm. Yep, they're going to explain how we're already in one. uh, So we better uh, get used to it or whatever. I hope you like universe simulators. You're in one. Yeah. Uh, You better (laughs) learn to like universe simulators. Lassie. That's not what he says. That is what he says. No. You want to bet? I think he does. Why he would you want to bet? I'm pretty sure he says, I <laughs> hope you like ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Uh, does, he just, say, does he say you better learn? Let's just look this up. Important if true. You what does Captain- like ghost stories. Who even says it? I've never Captain even- Barbosa. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I hope you like ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Really? I hope you one. like? That's what it is? Yeah. It's been misquoted in this office so aggressively that it has been gone. I thought that was I hope the... you. I, I hope you believe in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. 
You best start believing. Best start believing in ghost stories. I was more correct than you. What? Yeah. You best start. You best start. Yeah. You best start. You're right. We best stop this podcast. We best stop this podcast. (laughs) It will not be reused. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening. Tell a friend if you like this garbage. Uh, give us a review on iTunes if you like it. For Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brackett. I'm Jake Rodkin. Make the best of your time. Stay spicy until next week. Because if there's one thing about the time you have on this universe or the simulation of it, is that that time will not be reused. Bleak. <laughs>